0: Summer's almost here. Yay, right? So when's the last time you tried on your swimsuits and summer clothes? If you could get back into summer shape in one visit, would you do it? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain.
1: It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called micro laser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone. Permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit.
0: It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonabella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save.
2: Hi, uh, I hope you like this restaurant. Thanks for coming out with me.
0: So tell me, what do you do? Oh, yeah,
2: I'm an investing
0: app. Oh, wow. The one that lets people diversify their portfolios with fine art?
2: Uh, that's my cousin, Masterworks.
0: Do you have their number?
2: Ah, oh, come on. Not again.
0: What? I just want to invest in an asset class that's more stable than my love life.
2: Learn more at masterworks.io and use promo code date. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash DC.
1: i uh-huh. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, Exxon Radio, at hotmail.com. Gosh, I went blank there for a second. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Exxon Nation, and Eller is my guest this hour. She's the author of Dragon in the Sky, Prophecy from the Stars. And also worked with Dr. J. Allen Hynek, the father of UFO alien research, has a unique perspective on the UFO enigma. Her fascinating story revisits her days in the White House during the Clinton administration, her work as a medevac nurse for the Peace Corps, and her exceptional encounters with otherworldly beings. Now, because of her work with uh, Dr. Hynek, Anne offers a unique insight into the inner workings of UFO studies and research and also shares her recollections of UFO information with which she became acquainted while serving as Dr. Hynek's personal secretary. An incredible contact inspir- uh, experience in Laramie, Wyoming, left Anne with a message to tell the world. And clearly and powerfully articulates what mankind must do in the coming days to live consciously. In her book, Dragon in the Sky, Prophecy from the Stars, Anne challenges our assumptions about daily life, warns about what is on the very near horizon, and stresses the need for dramatically improving the quality of our relationships to each other and to the divine. Joining me now is Anne Eller, and welcome to the X-Zone.
3: Well, good morning. Thank you. Nice to be here. It's
1: great having you with us. Uh, Tell me, Ann, how did you become personally uh, involved as a personal assistant to Dr. J. Allen Hynek?
3: Well, in about 1976 to about 1980, I had four years of constant UFO alien dreams. Hmm. And it made me crazy. Every time I picked up a book or a publication... I saw this one name in it, Dr. J. Allen Hynek. So I thought, well, this is the man that's got to have the answers that I'm looking for. So I wrote him a letter. Didn't hear a thing from him for nine months. And then all of a sudden one night the phone rang, and it was Dr. Hynek. And he said, I I wanted you to know that I just found your letter under my desk. And after I got to know him, this was kind of typical. He was sort of a... (laughs) an absent-minded professor type, and he didn't have a lot of order Mm -hmm. um, in his work life. But um, he said, I want you to know I'm interested in your dreams. Tell me about them. So I did, and he asked if I would send him a log of them. He said that he had um, a research colleague that was doing a project on these dreams. He said they were worldwide. So I sent him the log, uh, along with a cover letter, asking for his opinion. And then I never heard another thing from him for five years. 1985, I, I was working. I I'm, I'm, was a nurse, and mm-hmm. I was working at the hospital nights and came home uh, in the morning and opened up the Arizona Republic. And on the second page of the paper was the headline, Dr. Jay Allen Hynek brings UFO research to Scottsdale, Arizona. I couldn't believe it because I was living in Phoenix, and it was literally in my backyard.
1: All right, what we're going so to do, and, I, and we're going to have yeah, a bit of a, a cliffhanger because we've got to take a two-minute commercial break. Exo Nation, okay. Ann Eller is our special guest. We're talking about Dr. J. Allen Hynek, her UFO alien experiences. We're also talking about her book, Dragon in the Sky, Prophecy from the Stars couple of websites, an A-N-N-E-L-L-E-R.com, and dragoninthesky.com. Anne and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. Don't go away. ExoNation Ann Eller is our special guest. We're talking about Ann's new book entitled uh, Dragon in the Sky Prophecy from the Stars. Her websites are anneller.com and dragoninthesky.com. And before we had to take that commercial break, you were telling us uh, how you had uh, communicated with Dr. Hynek once. It took him nine months to answer your letter because it slipped under his desk. And uh, he asked you to send him uh, your dream log. You sent him the dream log with reference to uh, UFO ET dreams. You didn't hear from him for five years. You come home from your job as a nurse, pick up the newspaper, page two, bang. He's coming to Scottsdale, Arizona, which was basically in your backyard. So what happened?
3: Well, I had to go over. Mm -hmm. So one day I came back from the hospital and got changed and went over, and none of the people, he was associated with two other people at that time, and nobody was at the uh, address that was in the paper, except people that had come from different states uh, to meet Dr. Heineken, to tell him about their UFO experiences, so I mulled around with a few of those people for a few minutes and mm-hmm. finally left a message on the desk saying that I had to be involved. I would volunteer my time. I would do anything. I would take the cat out, whatever. Uh, and I got a call a couple of days later, and Brian said, sure, come on over, help us set up the office. So I did, and I didn't even meet Dr. Hynek for a couple of weeks. And then I met him, and uh, he he was impressed, I guess, with the way I had set up the office And he said, would you come be my personal assistant and set up my office in my home? And I I just couldn't pass it up. The, the, The idea of being right at ground zero with UFO alien research was just a dream come true. So I quit my job. He paid me $100 a week. Sometimes it was five days a week. Sometimes it was seven days. But it was a very, very exciting time in my life. Uh, so that's how I got mm-hmm. there, and um, the the research was fascinating, just terribly fascinating. One of the things that I learned uh, while I was there um, was that uh, President Eisenhower met the aliens in 1954 and signed a treaty with them. Actually, he met with two groups. Uh, the first group were the the tall blondes, the Nordics, very human-looking aliens, very spiritual. He met them at Mirac Test Center in Edwards Air Force Base, and they offered to help with our spiritual development, um, but they refused to give us technology, to share their advanced technology with us, because they said we weren't mature enough uh, to use it for the benefit of mankind. And they demanded that we dismantle and destroy our nuclear weapons. Now, see just recently in the last week, those Air Force officers um, came to the press club in washington d c. and told of their experiences. But that wasn't, of that, wasn't, and- that, wasn't mm-hmm.
1: that, that wasn't the first time that that wasn't the first time that Robert Hastings and Robert Salas have done the press tour. They've done that uh, two, three years ago as well, so they were just rehashing what they've already talked about.
3: yes, that's that's correct, right. And so these I think aliens first.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, w- I was just going to say that I, I was just going to say that I believe a lot of people were expecting them to come out with new information, but they didn't. So I think that uh, the yes. entire press corps, as well as members of ufology, really felt let down.
3: I absolutely, mm. I did. I felt very let down. I thought we were going to have something very exciting. Yeah, me too. Uh, but the, the second group that Eisenhower met with were the Grays uh, from Zeta Reticuli. And he entered into a treaty with them, and they agreed to share their technology with us. Mm -hmm. um, And if we would keep their presence on Earth a secret. And we agreed, or Eisenhower agreed, to let them abduct humans for their medical exams and their hybrid breeding program. Um, No harm was supposed to come to them, and they were supposed to return them back to the point where they picked them up. And they had to wipe the, uh, the memory clean so that they didn't have any memory of it. And then they were to furnish a list to MJ-12 of all the contacts on a regular basis. Now, the, uh, then the aliens promised to make no other treaty with any other Earth nation. That was the, the beginning of 60-plus years of alien military cooperation. That's where we got Area 51, Dulce, New Mexico, Time Gap in Australia. But actually, in Australia, there we've got about ten top-secret American facilities in Australia. It's all involved with the CIA, the NSA, uh, the aliens, and the military. So,
1: so tell, so, so tell me, and why don't they just come out and, and tell the truth? Why all the cloak and dagger?
3: Well, number one, you see that in that treaty, they promised to keep the alien's presence a secret. So I think that's at the base of it. Mm -hmm. The other part of it is they're just wanting to keep a lid on everything to maintain the status quo uh, until Planet X arrives, and then everything is going to be helter skelter and, and that'll be the only thing on anybody's mind at that time. And that's coming up relatively soon. So they're just trying to keep it quiet. Um, if, if they come out and tell, tell us everything, it opens up such a bad can of worms that they'll have to account for. And the general public isn't going to stand for it the way we've been lied to over and over. If anybody thinks that the government's telling them the truth about anything, they're going to have a very rude awakening. You know, it doesn't matter who's in office. It doesn't matter whether it's the Democrats, the Republicans, the Tea Party. Mm -hmm. They're all puppets. They are not running the show. There is a shadow government that is running the show. So, you know, it's just, it's, you know, smoke and mirrors for the most part. And even, um, um, what was his name? Oh, Dr. Ben Rich. He was the CEO of Lockheed and Lockheed Skunk Works. Um, and that, the, the Skunk Works were the secret arm of Lockheed. And he was the CEO, and he was known as the father of the stealth fighter bomber. Well, he died in 1995, and on his deathbed, he said, we already have the means to travel among the stars. Our aerospace community and military industrial complex has been to the stars. Anything you can imagine, we already know how to do. We can take E.T. home. Um, He said that the recovered UFO at Roswell was used to develop and influence designs in several U.S. top-secret aircraft. He said there are only two types of UFOs, the ones we build and the ones they build, meaning the aliens. Um, he believed that the public could not handle the truth about aliens and UFOs, and he actually argued against disclosure. But in the last months of his life, he felt that the international corporate board of directors that were dealing with this subject was more of a threat to the citizens' personal freedoms under the U.S. Constitution than the presence. Of off-world
1: visitors themselves. All right, let me let me ask you um, let me ask you these questions, okay? Yeah. How do you oh, yeah. know that he actually said that?
3: Uh, that's been that's been published. Uh, or, or, that was he, on his desk. But how do we know Pardon?
1: he how do we know he really said that? Well,
3: that's a good question. I don't know. It's been published and it's been circulated. But
1: but no. Um, no. So what you're saying is that well, you're, I, it, you're just going by secondhand information or third-party information. You don't know this for a fact. Yes. Okay. Let, let let me get let me get to the meat because I, I I you know I've been doing this show for nearly twenty years now and I and I've heard every hypothesis going. I'm looking for a smoking gun. I'm looking for for facts. I'm looking for evidence. I'm looking for the truth.
3: Okay. What can well, you I t- can tell you that I personally know a soldier mm-hmm. personally yeah. who was in the army and had top secret clearance and was taken into NORAD, the Cheyenne Mountain there mm-hmm. at uh, uh, Colorado Mountain. Springs. Right. Okay. And was taken down ten stories mm-hmm. and shown actual teleportation. And then was taken to a hangar, hangar several floors down, mm-hmm. and shown several very ultra modern aircraft and a hovering disc, a hovering UFO. And then taken to an area where um, it actually was a woman, where she was shown tall gray alien dead body under glass, one that was dead that they were preserving. And then uh, she was taken to another room, and a military guy came in and said, now stop digging for more information. She actually had been abducted and had been impregnated, and the baby had been taken at four months, and she felt that the military was involved in all of this. So she had top clearance, so she started digging. And one day when she came home, the men in black were waiting for her outside her front door. And they were the ones that took her to Colorado Springs and showed her this. Okay, so, we, let's, so that I know personally.
1: Okay. Has this lady ever testified in court or to a Senate committee or a Senate hearing about no, her and no. why not?
3: No, she has not. Her why? story, she is dictating her story as we speak um and i don't know how long it'll be before it's published or when it comes out but but, one, but um, once again
1: <laughs> once once again no disrespect menten but we don't know this is true sure. this could be a, a concocted story just to cash in on the ufo phenomenon and the the hype that that's undergoing right now getting ready for 2012
3: well i know her and I don't believe that this is this is concocted, and I don't believe it. Have used
1: has she has she been able to provide you with any evidence? To what she's been saying.
3: Uh, actu- uh, actually, uh, the story just came out to my awareness oh, two weeks ago. Well, so okay, now- and
1: stand by. <laughs> you and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Okay. X Zone Nation, Ann Ellers are our guest this hour. Dragons in the Sky, Prophecy from the Stars. www.neller.com or www.dragoninthesky.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the X Zone. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Ann Eller and I will be back on the other side of this break with the news. Don't go away. listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network. UK High Definition Radio. Euro High Definition Radio. And Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at TV.com. On MSN...
2: Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us texting and for recurring automated text marketing messages Message and data rates may apply reply stop stop out.
0: the pandemic has been hard on all our kids new studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help here's the good news your child can be reading in just 30 days guaranteed with hooked on phonics my first grader was behind in reading and this program has made a huge difference she's now reading above grade level
1: i use it for my kids nightly reading for school
0: Text KID to 323232.
2: Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores, so stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details.
1: Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, TV.com.
2: Why do I feel like I'm losing control? She's a must to avoid a complete impossibility.
1: EXO Nation, Ann Eller is our special guest this hour. She's the author of "Dragon in the Sky: Prophecy from the Stars." Her website is www.anneller.com, and her other website is www.dragoninthesky.com. And I was wondering if you could tell us about your visitation with a group of female E.T. interdimensional beings.
3: Yes, that was in Wyoming uh, in 1985, mm-hmm. and I had gone up there to meet Dr. Leo Sprinkle and go to a UFO conference. Um, there is a ranch outside of town up there that has all kinds of stories about alien visitors and ufos and so forth and the people from the conference were going out there every so often and coming back with these wild stories so i stayed an extra day and uh, mm-hmm. a couple that were involved with the program took me out to the ranch i wanted to see what i could experience when we were out walking on the land all of a sudden i was hit by a beam of light right at my third eye right in the middle of my forehead And I was lifted off the ground, and my body went into practically convulsions. It was so strong, and the energy, the light, I had my eyes closed, and I could see the light. It was pink, and it just kept fading out until it became white, and then a very hot white light. And this was coursing through my body, lots of heat, Um, body was going through these uh, contortions, Mm -hmm. I was cramping all over, and I felt like somebody was uh, jamming a steel rod down the back of my neck and down Mm -hmm. my spine and out my tailbone. It eventually pushed me to the ground, and about that time, um, the white light inside my head just exploded. It went off like these sparklers on the 4th of July, Mm -hmm. and finally I ended up in just a heap on the ground, and the people that I was with came running over and said, you know, what happened? Are you okay? And when I looked up at them, um, they were shocked because my very blue eyes were bleached white. Well, there's a lot that transpired from then until 3 a.m. in the morning when we were back in the dorm room, And at 3 a.m., we were just sitting there, chatting away, having our coffee. And all of a sudden, the other woman that was with me, Connie, her face started to change like she was morphing into another being. And all of a sudden, there was another being sitting there in front of me from her waist up. This was a very beautiful, regal, um, exotic-looking female, and one after another after another would come in and take over her body. Uh, we, um, her husband and I spoke with them. Um, they said, you asked to see us in the physical, and we hope this will suffice. Um, we were absolutely stunned, and I was crying throughout most of it. I was so shocked. But there were many of them that came. They had very large eyes, about three times the size of human eyes, and they were very round. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these were just very beautiful, exotic-looking, looked human and yet had a very alien look about them. And at one point they said, we, we will now yield to a higher power. And at that moment, this very, very ancient looking uh, being came in. Lots of... uh, skin was very wrinkled and she was quite gray. She she looked somewhat like E.T., but um, very ancient and very regal. The love that she exuded was just unbelievable. It just filled the room. In fact, all of them. The compassion and the love that they exuded was fabulous. They were all female. I asked her what happened to me out on the ranch and she said in your language you would call it an initiation. She said, we've given you higher powers and you are now able to receive our communication directly. Uh, I didn't want her to leave, I just wanted to stay with her forever and she said, we have always been with you. Uh, And the other question I asked her was, is the mission on target? What mission, I had no idea, but it seemed to be the question to ask. And she said, yes, and it will be completed. This went on from 3 o'clock in the morning until 6 a.m. when the sun came up. It was an absolute incredible experience. Um, they're, they're extraterrestrial. They're interdimensional. They are not um, anchored to this solar system Uh, They can come and go as they please. Uh, Very elevated, very spiritual, loving beings. And what has happened to me since then is that it's almost like a filter has been placed in me so that I can filter out the garbage and the disinformation and recognize the truth when I see it. They also uh, lead me to places and people and things that I need to know. Um, And they um, also uh, told me that my dreams were prophetic and would get more so, uh, and that has happened. Um, So this this is the experience, and I can only say that these beings, um, to have them around and to have them concerned about our situation is a godsend. Mm. Um, There are things we need to know now about Planet X, we need to get busy about that. And also the transformation of man, the spiritual transformation of man that we've been going through for several decades now. Uh, In fact, there were a couple of um, people that had been contacted by the ETs that went to Jimmy Carter and sat down and talked to him about this spiritual transformation. It was going to happen, and there was nothing that the powers that be could, could do to stop it. And we're in that. Our consciousness is being raised on a daily basis. Our actual cellular uh, structures are being changed. The light that's beaming, being beamed onto the earth now uh, is changing our carbon-based cells uh, to a crystalline form. And there's a woman in New York who is actually... Producing crystals out of the ends of her fingers and her toes, she's associated with a group of E.T.s, and this is a demonstration mm-hmm. that they are doing so that people will know this is actually.
0: Uh, All right, now hold
1: on here. Let me let me ask you a question. How do you know that you know we're being changed from a carbon base to a crystal? How come no no one in the medical community has caught this? Now oh, come on, it seems like well, a little well, strange we're being, statement.
3: We're being told this. We're being told this by the ETs, oh, okay. and this woman—this woman in mm-hmm. New York—is actually experiencing these crystals coming th- out of the.
1: Have you seen? Yeah, I've this. seen them you, it, in she person. She was
3: here. She was here in Sedona.
1: All right. Now you actually saw. You actually, I actually saw
3: see, yes. the crystals I coming out of her saw finger. It.
1: Yeah. Now just listen to what yes. I'm asking you. You actually saw the crystals coming out of her fingers.
3: No, I ah. saw the crystals, I saw the pictures of the crystals, and I saw the crystals in the little vial uh-huh. that she had, um, and it, they've gone to a laboratory, she's got the report from the laboratory, mm-hmm. um, I do believe her, I, I really do believe her, I believe... and we're being told this, we're being told that we're being changed, and the reason is we're taking our body into the fourth dimension and the fifth dimension. And at these higher frequencies, we have to be more crystalline uh, in in our own forms, in, and we're being changed to galactic humans, actually. Now,
1: when is all this supposed to take place?
3: Quinn? Yeah. It's, it's taking place right now. It's happening right now. It's We've been going through this for the last, oh, maybe three or four decades already. Uh, but it's speeding up now. And... The closer we get to you know our solar system is on the move in the galaxy, which and it the closer always, we get to,
1: it's always hello? on the move, yes, it's always on the move
3: well we're we're heading toward galactic center
1: we're, we're actually heading towards a galactic alignment
3: well, as the closer we get to galactic center, they're telling us, the more. Conscious we will be. All right, so we're talking and about we will...
1: dis- so we're talking about twenty twelve. Yeah. Okay, so what happens December the twenty second, twenty twelve, and there's no changes, there's no planet X, there's no extraterrestrials, there's nothing except a lot of people wearing mud pot crow on their face.
3: What's gonna happen then? Well there probably there probably won't be anything happening on that day because we all expect it to happen. No, it's, that's only a marker. It will be sometime around 2012. It could be 2014. It could be 2011. It could
1: be, it could be never, too, because we don't know this for a well, fact. We're taking this on a lot of hearsay.
3: Yeah, but this is not hearsay. Planet X is not hearsay.
1: Wait a second. can I, well,
3: see it. Where? We can see it. Where? We can see it now.
0: Where?
1: Okay. Where? You tell me. You, you, you can, tell me. You're, you, you know what? You're not right. the only person that I know who said we can see it. Astronomers can't see it. NASA doesn't know it's there. Members of the scientific community.
3: Oh, oh yes, communi- they do. Oh, come oh yes, on, they come do. On. They've kept it a secret. Oh. Listen, you can see it at sunrise and sunset, and you need to be up high enough so that you get the the actual uh, sunrise approach. as it comes up. And it's off in the northern hemisphere. If you're looking at the sun, it's in the four to five o'clock position, off the disk of the sun. So it's off to the lower uh-huh. right hand side of the sun, and you can see it at sunrise and sunset. There are fantastic pictures of it on the on the internet.
1: Oh, there's that famous People word. Can... Do you know what I call the internet? <laughs> Do you know what I call the How internet? You call it? the biggest cesspool that man has ever created because there's nothing but a bunch of crap
3: in it. Well, there's a lot of crap in it, that's for sure. So uh, how do and, we... and that's where you have to use your discernment. That's, that's where the okay, filter comes in. Okay, but you know in. what? You've, you've
1: worked with Dr. J. Allen Hynek. You, you're, you're, a, you're a medical professional. Yes. Have you gone to an observatory? Have you contacted an astronomer and said, listen, I would like you to check something out for me. Tell me what that star is, that bright light is. Or do you just take it that it's Planet X?
3: Um, actually, I've not been to, um, to an observatory myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but these people, you have to realize that the people in the observatories, the people in NASA, these NASA has been scrubbing the pictures, for I can't tell you how long they've been tracking this thing since nineteen eighty three and, and how do you, tell how, us, how do you know pardon? that
1: how do you where did you get this information from
3: I am getting actually I'm getting a lot of this information from the e <clears> t <throat> If your listeners don't know about they should go on.
1: I don't think I, I I don't think my listeners need to go to Woo-land. Uh, they you know they're interested no, it's in not. they're interested. They're it's interested. They, they, just a minute now. They're interested in the truth. They're not interested in fiction. They're not interested in All in, right,
3: in, then they need to go out and and look at the sun <sighs> at at sunrise and sunset. And um also they can take uh, they can look at the moon, watch the moon. The Earth is going through a severe wobble right now, and the moon is coming up in different positions at different times. So if you start looking at the sky, you're going to be able to see this for yourself. This is not woo-woo stuff. There is, this is valid. Well, well is let, valid. let me
1: just do a fast recap here, okay? And, right. and you'll understand where I'm coming from and how I'm having one heck of a time giving any of this credibility. Any of this. For one thing, if there if there was a shift in the moon and its location, it would affect the tides, number one. Number two, every amateur astronomer would love to break a story like this. Any country that is not friendly to the United States would love to run with this story to discredit the American way of living as well as the American scientific community and space program. None of the, you know, the, the fact about E.T.'s morphing in front of you, did you take a
3: picture? Well, we didn't have a camera. But I know, <clears throat> I know that happened.
1: You know, you, you told me about a lady who has crystals coming out of the end of her fingers. You saw the crystals, but yeah. you never saw the lady actually expel these crystals from her fingers. There's a lot no, of hearsay. There, there, there's no evidence. There's no smoking gun. There's just a lot of conjecture.
3: Well, I think that if you do the research, and if your listeners do the research, if they really delve in mm-hmm. to what's going on, they're going to find out that this is all valid. This is not disinformation.
1: You know, I think the UFO community in general is is what is dispelling the disinformation. It's not the government. I think the UFO community and and, and members of different little cliques and clacks are actually doing more harm than good. You and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back as the Exon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Oh, another one. Bit of dust. I'm sorry. I couldn't take any more of it. Like, I had to get my high he my high rubbers on as well as my fishing uh, rubbers. You know, it's getting waist high over here. My goodness. We had aliens. We had aliens morphing. We had alien abduction. We had men in black. We had a lady expelling uh, crystals from the end of her fingers. We had a lady who was in the armed services or a soldier or was in the Air Force. I forget now. Who was taken into Cheyenne Mountain, showing an alien, showing teleportation, showing a hovering UFO. We talked about Roswell. Uh, We talked about interdimensional beings. We talked about her getting smack dab hit in the uh, center of her third eye. I I don't know what kind of light it was, but maybe it did some damage. I don't know. Uh, you know, and uh, the, the aliens have been with her all the time. She's been dreaming about aliens. Uh, she wanted to work with Dr. J. Allen Hynek. I'm telling you, Exo Nation, what is it with these people? And of course, December 21st, 2012, the higher being of, of humanity. Uh, you know, we it's a wonder she didn't talk about the pole shift for goodness sake. And and don't forget the moon is not always in the same place. It it comes up at different places. Hello. It wobbles. Hello. And, and, you know, you can actually see Planet X in in the sky now. Oh, my God. This lady has it all. Well, maybe. I'm not too sure about that. In fact, I'm I just couldn't take it anymore because it it, it sounded too much like a fairy tale. There was no evidence. There was no smoking gun. She couldn't collaborate anything with proof. Nothing. It's a typical UFO woo-woo story. Except this woo-woo story has more woo-woos in it than Carter has pills. We had crystals, aliens, the men in black, teleportation, Area 51, skunk works... J. Allen Hynek, who's probably rolling over in his grave right now. Uh, You know, like, come on, guys, give it a break. Put up or shut up. It's that plain. It's that simple. These kind of people make those who have had the experiences say, oh, my God, I'm not going to talk about it because I'm going to be looked at as a nut too. The more complex the claim is, the more complex the evidence is going to be to prove it. This lady gave me no evidence. She just gave me a bedtime story because it nearly put me to sleep. On a scale of one to ten UFOs, I'll give her one little gray alien. Not even a UFO. Send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. Tell me what you think. Her name? Ann Eller. Website? Anne Eller.com. We'll have to add her to the uh, Exon order of woo-woo's. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break at six and a half minutes past the hour. That's if I'm not abducted by aliens or if I don't start expelling crystals from the end of my fingers. We're going to be talking about witches, and we're also going to be talking about animal communication tonight here in the X-Zone. Yeah, we're not on Mars. We're not on the moon. We're in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Don't get abducted, and watch out for the men in black.
0: another one another one
2: another one the dust, hey, to, another one the dust. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile Service.